Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to All the Niggas in My Phone podcast. My name is Billy, and I am so excited to premiere this first episode. Now, just a quick intro about me. This dating thing's been hard, y'all. And sometimes I sit back and I think about all the shit niggas done put me through. So I thought, instead of being resentful or bitter or jaded about it, how about I turn my strife into art? So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to share with you some stories that, you know, sometimes your life be feeling like a movie or maybe a reality TV show. (laughs) I don't really fucking know, but I'm going to start with Devin. So just in case y'all didn't catch the vibes, I'm a queer, non-binary, etherofemme. And I love that for me. I love that for me. So um, really, a lot of my experience has been with mask non-men. Nothing against my fellow femmes, but for some reason, I'm never able to close the deal. And I know a lot of it got to do with heteronormative binary ideals and all of that bullshit. But, you know. Maybe I'll meet a femme one day and we'll get it in. I don't know. (laughs) But maybe there is a femme waiting for me and that's my future wife. I don't know. I don't know. But in any case, Devin, I'm taking y'all all all the way back to 2014. We gonna do this chronological. It just makes more sense in my mind. I promise you. Um, Even though I have so much juice to share with y'all so much tea to pour about my current situations, but I'm going to just go in chronological and let y'all into my little ups and downs, tales, trials, and tribulations type of life. So here we go. This is a true confessional, Devin. So I met Devin in 2014. We were in a training program together and, you know, like, they seemed cool. They were very guarded, though. Um, We would hang out in our group, in our training group. And at some point at the top of the year, we started hanging out solo. Um, Not going to hold y'all. I was fully married to my former spouse. And they had a long-term girlfriend that they was living with. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was already starting off on um, a little bit of a chaotic tip. You know what I'm saying? So we both were in situations that were non-monogamous though. I will say that. We wasn't over here trying to cheat or nothing like that. But... um, Devin had been in a non-monogamous thing with their girlfriend for a minute and they both did their own thing but they had boundaries and rules in place on how they would engage with other folks and what was off the table um, in terms of I think one of the rules was they wasn't going to have sex with each other the same day that they had sex with somebody else 
you know, they had kind of hashed it out. Meanwhile, on my end, it was not organized. Me and my former spouse did exactly what they tell you not to do. We decided to try non-monogamy when we was having fucking problems. And that is the last thing you should be doing. You over here shaky and you invite other elements, other people. It's the worst thing you could fucking do. And we did it. And so me and Devin felt, you know, cool. Like we can kick it. So I didn't really think we was dating though. Um, But eventually it kind of flowed into that. Um, You know, you got us communicating we was on facebook messenger because that was the vibes back then we was on facebook messenger uh you know exchanging messages you know when the dopamine gets to going and you get used to talking to somebody every day um and we had this thing where Devin taught a class on friday evenings and i used to go to the class And then afterwards, we would bring a change of clothes. We would go get something to eat, cocktails, drinks, wander around our city. Um, There was one time that we, you know, because we used to go to the movies. We used to go to shows. We was just, you know, we had no boundaries with each other. Like, we just was just doing whatever we felt like and so that included wandering around our city until the sun came up and I had to go home and my former spouse my it was my spouse they was my spouse at the time was like what in the world what was you doing this whole time you know and I I actually had to go to work that next day so I rolled in at like 6 30 in the morning and I had to roll back out two hours later. It was insane, but I have so many fine fucking memories of that night. We just clicked, we just clicked and it became a, you know, weekly date type of thing, but I didn't see it as a date. I didn't see it as a date. I guess I was being oblivious, I was being naive. I didn't see it as a date, um, but in retrospect, cause let me just put it out there. Me and Devin are mad cool now. That's my nigga. That's my nigga. Like, on the friend tip, we support each other. Like, they are in a relationship. I met their girlfriend. She mad cool. You like it, I love it. Ain't nothing, you know, we we passed that. That ship has sailed, you know. Um, But it was a deep emotional intimacy between us that was building. And their girlfriend was getting jealous. And you know, broads be like, when I'm around, it just be rubbing them the wrong way. And you know, Lil' Kim and, and Trina, they they raised me. So, you know, to quote Lil' Kim, if I was you, I would hate me too. You know, I'm fine as fuck. And I ain't even, you know, gonna hold you. I'm fine as fuck. So I imagine... You know, I got a, you know, I got a little sensual energy about me. I ain't got to do nothing. I, I ain't got to wear nothing crazy. You know, I'm thick like my, you know, like so many 
fems in my family. So, you know, when I come around, you know, folks may feel away because they feel like they nigga over here gonna, you know, run off with me or whatever. And for real, I kind of did want to run off with Devin. I kind of did. I can't even lie. I was like, man, we both in these relationships. We should just go move to California and like live our best lives. Because we related to each other. We had a similar upbringing um, in terms of the environment. So as two black people, you know, we just clicked. (laughs) And we we had a cultural connection is what I'm saying. So we was doing good and, but we never, we never had sex. I know I said I was going to bring the salacious, but it was always simmering. We had a strong chemistry, yo. Man. And I wanted, I wanted Devin to fuck me so bad. I started wearing certain type of panties and bras for them. I knew they loved to see me in black. So that's what I bought. And I just thought it was just only a matter of time before, you know, we did the deed. And I was excited. And um, what happened was, you know, we, we would kiss a lot. We would kiss a lot. And it was just a powerful draw. To this day, I don't know how we didn't actually have sex. We had a little, you know, you kind of kiss and you kind of feel in over clothes a little bit. But... We never really, we never went there. Um, What happened was, we, it was Pride Weekend, and for some reason, niggas love to play in my fucking face during Pride Weekend. It, I've had so much drama during Pride Weekend. Niggas be smooth, showing they ass, and it just be wearing me the fuck out to the point where I don't even want to go to fucking Pride because I feel so fucking triggered by that shit. For real though, damn. So, Pride 2015. My friend, my really good friend was was in town. Wait a minute, was he in town or did he still live there? Nah, he was in town. He had moved away. But um, we was out. We was at a gay bar. And Devin said something and I, I, I kind of took it the wrong way. I realized after the fact that they didn't mean nothing by it. But, you know, sometimes they, you know, Devin has no filter. So sometimes Devin would just be saying whatever passed through their mind without any note for emotional intelligence or the way it might land. Just blunt, right? And oblivious. So they said something to me. I couldn't even tell you what it is. That's how much of a probably it was a non-fucking factor. Um... And I took it away. And so then I started kind of acting funny that night. And they were like, what's wrong? What happened? And I'm saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, you know, I let them know later that night. We was over here going back and forth on the way home. And I was like, I didn't appreciate that. And so it snowballed into a whole thing. And then I feel like a couple weeks later... Devin let me know they wasn't interested in doing what we was doing. Which, what was we doing? What was we even doing? It was like a situationship. I, I don't know. We was dating. And maybe part of it was a little ambiguous. I don't know. But, you know, they said, nah, I'm not really into this anymore. So, and I was like, are you sure? Like, 
you don't see us circling back. And they was like, nah, it's off the table for me. And I remember that verbatim. They said it was off the table for me. And we was at this uh, Latin restaurant, trendy. There was empanadas on the table. Angie Stone was playing, and it was that damn song where she talking about, I can't eat, I can't sleep anymore. Like, listen, it was fucking ironic that that was playing as this nigga is telling me they don't want to see me in that capacity anymore. My heart was broken. Because I'm like, but was it that serious, though? And so I'm over here crying because, whew, just, I'm a crying-ass nigga. I'm a crying-ass nigga. I was over here crying up a storm because I couldn't believe it. I felt so emotionally tied to them. And I realized even though we didn't have sex, we had a deep, intimate connection. And I couldn't even eat my food. (laughs) I had these bomb-ass empanadas right in my fucking face and I couldn't even eat them because I was so just distraught behind this bullshit so I tried to hug them after they didn't want to hug me they said nah I can't hug you and I was like you can't hug me we're not going back to being just friends and you can't hug me as a friend they was pulling away from me and that that's what really broke me because I'm like this nigga want nothing to do with me they don't they can't even hug me no more they don't even like me So, Devin completely pulled back. We was barely talking. And I felt like they resented me. And I was just, I was a hot mess. You would have thought I just lost my dog. I lost my best fucking friend. But that's what it felt like because we had developed that type of relationship with each other. So, I happened to... It was summertime, you know, I said it was after Pride. It was summertime, and I was just grieving heavy. And I had a whole playlist of all these sad fucking songs and listening to them. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe that this nigga just left me out to dry like that. I mean, they was well within their rights. I had no claim on them for real, but it felt like a fracture. Um... I mean, shit, not to be dramatic or nothing, you know. It felt kind of like an amputation because we had been attached at the hip. I mean, for real, though. And I just wasn't coping very well. And I wanted to be seen by them so bad. But it was always awkward when we got around each other, like in group situations. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to act. And on top of that... um. Yeah, I just, I remember I was watching fucking Netflix that summer, and I watched a whole 63-episode telenovela, like, in a week, because I needed a fucking distraction, because every day I woke up and I thought about them, and I thought about what happened, and I thought about how shitty it was, so I was like, damn, Billy, you, this is some bullshit, so... I think back then I wasn't really, you know, I could be very emotional and it was hard for me to express what I was feeling. And I feel like if I had just said it in the moment, 
they would have been like, nah, that's not what I meant. And we could have just squashed it and we would have been cool. But, you know, I, I realized that some things probably aren't meant to be. And, you know, I ain't going to pretend like I don't see the value in having this dear friend now. So I don't think everything happens for a reason. When people say that, I'm like, I call bullshit. Some things just suck. Some things just motherfucking suck and you have to get over it (laughs) and process it and heal from it. But some things, they just suck and there was no rhyme or reason. So who's to really say? But um, I'm just like thinking about it. I used to cry about this shit a lot. I'm glad I'm at a place. I mean, damn, it's been years now. I'm glad I'm at a place where I ain't got to feel no grief or sadness or mourning. I'm like, it happened, it is what it is, we good, we still in each other's lives, that's cute for me, I love that for me, uh, so, and I love that for them too, you know, we, we really good, we Gucci, so, um, yeah, that was Devin, and, yeah, I mean, Devin ain't with the, you know, old girl no more, they with somebody new, uh, well, newish, the past few years, but, shorty that they was with and lived with back then when we had first met and we was doing our thing or whatever they not with them anymore that kind of blew up but I know that shorty was happy when it blew up with me and Devin because she was very jealous and she thought that you know I was giving Devin something that she couldn't and she was right she was right Devin let me know that I was their type (laughs) and I was still dealing with issues of self-esteem back then Uh, Devin was an avid it still is an avid uh, exercise person and you know I'm over here with my abundance with my thickness and whatnot and I thought that maybe Devin wasn't as attracted to me because I wasn't over here with the six pack. I wasn't over here with like the muscle striations and whatnot. But um, really, I realize now and what they had told me that they liked me and my fullness. And I was their type. They like short, they like stocky. And hello, I filled that prescription 100%. But I I was, I do like exercise and I do like physical fitness, but, you know, I'm just naturally a thick person. It's my genetics. I ain't never going to have a damn six pack. I'm always going to have, you know, my little belly. And listen, that just makes the good good even sweeter. You can hold on to the belly while you down there eat it up, you know, whatever. Um, Hold it while I'm riding you, whatever. So I appreciate it now. I appreciate it that I appreciate that my juiciness adds to my beauty. Um, But back then I was very insecure still. But Devin loved all that about me and I couldn't see it. And that was part of the issue because I saw Devin as this very attractive person and I didn't think I was worthy. And that's part of the reason it torpedoed because I was doubting. Um, but you know, it may not have been the right timing for us to even get together, period. So I ain't going to be mad about it, but I have my insecurities because, you know, Devin is fine as fuck too. (laughs) I mean, everybody be over here trying to 
slang it their way to this day. It don't matter what their gender expression is, who they are. They over here trying to flang it. Cis men, trans men, queer non-men, femmes, everybody was over here in their face. And it's interesting because I think they don't quite see how other folks see them either. I feel like they actually don't see their 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 beauty their attractiveness in the way that everybody else sees it but I get that because I used to be like that too I used to be like that too I used to you know not see what everybody saw so you know I have deep empathy for that but yeah Devin and I that was quite the whirlwind situation Mm -mm I regret not having hit that I regret <laughs> the me that I am now. Oh no, I would have fast tracked it because the way we was feeling and it would have been an entanglement. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is, and you know, all's well that ends well. Even though we had our little tribulations and we found our way back to each other in a friendship, and that's beautiful and. You know, I love them forever and they love me forever. And I know that, listen, if I say that somebody is, you know, fucking up or I'm in trouble, I know that nigga would be on the next flight. I know that nigga would drive all the way out here because we live kind of far from each other now. But I know that nigga would come to my rescue. Like, that's like for life, right? So... I appreciate that we was able to make each, make our way back to each other. It took a few years, though. It took a few fucking years for us to make our way back. And we had to sit down and have, like, a conversation where we put all the motherfucking cards on the table. I was like, nigga, you was bugging with this. But also, I was bugging and I could have just expressed certain things. You know, we just had to get it all out so we could move forward. But it took some time because child I was jealous as fuck (laughs) they would tell me about new people I was so jealous it was like a motherfucking pit in my stomach but you know I eventually got over it and we were able to make our way to friendship and I feel like we've been a solace for each other um so yeah um that particular tale I know it wasn't particularly sorted. It wasn't particularly, uh, I mean, it was dramatic in some places, but, you know, we ended up being able to love each other for real. And we're in a good space now. And there just had to be a few years of, I guess, it airing out. But really how we kind of got back into contact for real is... One day, we was, I was walking around my city, and I just bumped into them. We was just happened to be in the same neighborhood. I was like, hey, what's up? And they was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. You know, what you been up to, Devin? And they told me, and then I was like, can we hang out or something? And, you know, I was like, you know, I've missed you. And they was like, I missed you, too. And so that's when we ended up hanging out and um, 
we were able to put everything behind us. So I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. Meanwhile, (laughs) around the time we were able to sort of get ourselves back on track with friendship, I was seeing somebody and that person fucking hated Devin. They felt like I was going to jog back to Devin and leave them or that I was going to cheat on them with Devin. It was giving possessive. Um, But I will talk about that person on another episode. Um, But yeah, it was, you know, I'm, I'm mad grateful, mad grateful that things came back together and that I can truly say like, nah, Devin that's my nigga that's my friend and we support each other and we can be a listening ear we can be a witness it's all good and not every one of my tales is gonna end cute like this because let me tell you the person I dated after Devin holy shit that was some bullshit but I was you know when you move in in a deficit you move in a scarcity yo you be just accepting shit from folks. But that's a whole nother episode. That is a whole nother episode, which I will get to another time. So I want to thank y'all so much for listening today. Please follow me on IG. It is niggas on my phone. That is the handle at niggas on my phone. Follow me. I'm going to try to, you know, build community on there. I'm going to ask questions. And eventually, once this thing gets rolling for real, for real, we're going to have folks submit questions or submit stories of, you know, fuckery, bullshit, chaos, (laughs) just all the juicy, tumultuous stuff, the stuff that have you be like, is this a reality TV show? Because I promise you, there's sometimes when I'm like, damn, I'm so glad there ain't no camera around because this would look wild. So anyway, at niggas on my phone, (laughs) this is the all the niggas in my phone podcast. I am your host. Billy, and I hope you will join me for another episode soon. All right, peace, y'all.